Do you know that your Redeemer lives? I hope you can say yes to that. Because we just sang about it. And that would be a little dishonest, I guess. If we uh, didn't believe it and we sang about it. But the great stories that we've been looking at over these last few weeks remind us that not only does our Redeemer live, our Redeemer has the power and authority to allow others and enable others to live even though they had died. John 11 is one of the places that we turn to for that story. John 11 demonstrates the compassion and power of the Lord Jesus Christ. As we've been talking about resurrections over the last few weeks, talking about the resurrections that Jesus actually performed, and not counting himself that we alluded to in John chapter 10, the good shepherd has the authority to lay down his life and to raise it back up again. Not counting that one, there are three times in Scripture when Jesus actually raised someone from the dead. And Luke chapter 7 is the only place that we read about one of those incidents. And it was when Jesus saw a funeral procession. And it was a widow who had lost her only son. And he raised that uh, young man from the dead. And brought him back to life. Brought him back to his mother. Another example was when Jesus was uh, going along. And there was a synagogue ruler. A man by the name of Jairus whose daughter was very ill, and he went to Jesus and said, please come with me and heal my, do- my daughter. And Jesus said, okay. And on the way, he healed another woman. On the way, he healed probably a lot of people and probably taught some people. But ultimately, they come and they meet the man on the way with Jesus, and they say, don't bother the teacher anymore. Your daughter has died. But Jesus tells him, don't worry, just believe. And they go on, and Jesus raises the daughter of that synagogue ruler, from the dead. Well, there's another example of Jesus raising someone from the dead, and that example is in John chapter 11. And it displays in a great and powerful way the compassion, but also the power of our Lord Jesus Christ. You probably remember that story. Jesus was traveling and teaching with his disciples. It was towards the end of his ministry. He was going to be going. He'd been going towards Jerusalem, but he was still a ways off. And the last time he had been there, they tried to kill him. And so the disciples that were with him, they were a little nervous about this. But Jesus was going that direction. And then he gets word that one of his best friends is ill. And they go to Jesus and they send him that word and it it was a man by the name of Lazarus. And Lazarus had two sisters and their names were Mary and Martha. And Jesus was close to this whole family, all three of them. In fact, we read a few other stories in the Gospels in Matthew, Mark, Luke and John about Jesus and Mary and Martha. And so Jesus is going along and um, and then Jesus tells his disciples... Our friend Lazarus is asleep. And they say, well, Lord, if he's asleep, he'll wake back up. We don't have to go there. In fact, they had said, we don't want you to go there. There are people there that are trying to kill you. But the town of Bethany where Martha and Mary and Lazarus lived was near Jerusalem. And so they didn't want Jesus to go there. And they certainly didn't want to go with him. But when Jesus was steadfast about that, 
They said, well, let's just go with them. And if we all die, then we all die. And then Jesus tells them very plainly, Lazarus is dead. But he adds something else. He says, and for your sake, I'm glad that I wasn't there so that you might believe. Which is, how how do you understand that one? And so they go and they get near the, the town of Bethany and... And before Jesus gets to their house, he calls for them. And, and Martha is the one that jumps up and runs out. And when she meets Jesus, she tells him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now, the Father will do whatever you ask. And Jesus said, your, your, your brother will rise again. And she says, well, I know he'll rise again on the last day. But you can tell from reading in between the lines, that's really not what she was hoping for. And Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will never die. And the one who lives and believes in me will live even even if they die. And so she said, one of the great confessions of Scripture, Martha said, I believe that you are the Son of God. And so she goes back and she gets her sister Mary, who hadn't come out. And I think it's because Mary was too angry. And she was too angry at Jesus. But Martha goes and she says, Jesus is there and and he's calling for you. And I think Jesus and Mary had a special connection. Remember Martha and Mary had invited, and Lazarus had invited Jesus over to their house. And Martha was busy with all the logistical preparation that needed to go on. And Mary was right there at Jesus' feet. And Jesus commended her for that. So Mary finally, when she hears from her sister that Jesus is calling for her, she gets up and she runs out to meet him as well. And when she gets to Jesus, she says the exact same thing that Martha had said. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And I imagine that after Lazarus died, they had said that to each other. Oh, if only Jesus had been here, our brother would still be alive. And so Jesus says, where have you laid them? Where have you laid him? And they take him there. And, and it says that Jesus was so overwhelmed with sorrow and sadness and compassion. That it's in that context in John 11 verse 35 where it says the shortest verse in scripture, Jesus wept. Knowing everything that was about to happen, Jesus still wept. And so they take him to the tomb and... And Jesus says, roll the stone away. And Martha, ever the practical, (laughs) logical, left-brained one, Martha says, Lord, I I don't think that's a good idea because it's been four days and I'm sure that it's, it's very smelly. I love the King James Version translation of that, by the way. He stinketh. I wanted Jesus to say, yes, he doth. But roll the stone away anyway. And so they do. And Jesus cries out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. Lazarus, come out. And I've heard it said before, and I've said it before. It's a good thing he said, Lazarus, come out, or that could have been quite the parade that no one would have ever forgotten. But it was very specific. Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out, very much alive, with his body still carrying some of the grave clothes. And Jesus said, let him loose. And let him go. 
John 11 demonstrates the compassion and power of the Lord Jesus Christ. So a few things about that for them and for us. First of all, it says in John 11 verse 5, Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Jesus loved them. He loved them. We think sometimes of Jesus as the Son of God and not not having simple things of humanity like friendship. Like being so close to a friend that you can honestly say, I love you. Not in a romantic sense at all, but an even more powerful sense. Jesus loved Martha and her sister, Mary and Lazarus. And so there's reason to believe that the people that were there when Jesus comes along, they ask each other, "Couldn't, couldn't he have kept this man from dying? He loved them so much. And I go back to the statement from Martha first and then Mary. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. That's found in two places, in verse 21 and in verse 32. First, Martha comes out and tells Jesus that exact statement. And then Mary later comes out and tells him the exact same thing. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. True or not true? Probably true. They wouldn't have had to have gone through all of the things that they had just gone through. That loss, that hurt, that Wonder, where, where, where is Jesus? And the way they sent the word to him was, Lord, the one you love is sick. Everyone knew how Jesus felt about Lazarus and Martha and Mary. And it must have torn Jesus at his very soul to hear them say that, to know the pain and emotional hurt that they were going through. And then, of course, that verse, John 11, verse 35, Jesus wept. And the response was, look how much he loved them. Look how much he loved Lazarus. I appreciate Davey leading that song, Does Jesus Care? Does Jesus care when I've said goodbye to the dearest on earth to me? And my sad heart aches till it nearly breaks. Does Jesus know? Yes, he does know. Does Jesus care? Yes, he does care. This story tells us that. Tells us that. So with all the things that we've gone through over the last several months, all the the hurt that we've had, the losses that we've experienced, the ones who are the ones who will be joining that number soon. We ask ourselves, does Jesus care? And the answer is, he absolutely cares. Not only does he care, but he hurts and he weeps. But then, one of the great I am statements is in this chapter. I am the resurrection and the life. Jesus told that to to Martha. And then he displayed it as he called forth Lazarus from the grave. Jesus didn't just talk the talk as we say. He walked the walk. I am the resurrection and the life, which caused people to wonder, well, okay, so why didn't he come here so that Lazarus could still be alive? 
Well, what they didn't realize is that Jesus is the resurrection and the life. And so even though Lazarus was dead, Jesus called him back to life. Even though Lazarus had been dead for four days, Jesus called him back to life. How could he do that? Two reasons. He had the compassion and he had the power. I am the resurrection and the life. The Lord's compassion and power are still present for us today. The writer of Hebrews makes that clear. Jesus gave up so much to come and be human. And not just uh, partly human, all human. He was 100% human, 100% divine. Which means that he hurt and he suffered and he had pain and he experienced loss. And he cared. And he wept. And he still cares today and he still weeps today. Jesus loves us. This little kid's time song that we sang earlier, Jesus loves us. It's one of the things that we know from this story. Jesus loves us. And just as our shepherd Ken shared earlier in that prayer, we think about how Jesus lived his life and we're called to live it the same way. We're called to love each other and others the way Jesus loves us. Eric will never forget that night, I know. The boys will never forget these last few months either. But what is it that they will remember? They will remember how a church rallied around a family and helped them and cared for them and took care of them. And we've all experienced that as well. And we remember that and we understand that others need that still today. That same kind of love. Secondly, Jesus does not spare us from all suffering and loss. And that one's a hard one. If Lord, if you had only been here, our brother would not have died. And yet he wasn't. Jesus doesn't spare us. From everything that goes on in this life that makes us sad. He doesn't spare us from all suffering and loss. But what he does is he goes through it with us. And he has proven and shown us the depth of his love. By going through the same things himself. And he didn't do that so that we would understand him. He did that so that we would know That he feels what we feel. He did that so that we would know that he cares and he loves. Number three, Jesus weeps for us. I know, I know, he doesn't weep for us in a physical way anymore. He's in a heavenly body. He's in that uh, spirit world that I can't explain. But I do know, metaphorically, Jesus still weeps for us. There are things in this life that still Make him sad. And what makes him sad are the things that make us sad. When we're sad, he's sad. And when we sin, he's sad. Especially when we sin. And Jesus weeps for us. And then lastly, Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Not was... We don't say Jesus was the resurrection of life and that's how he raised Lazarus and that's how he raised that widow's son and that's how he raised Jairus' daughter. 
It's true, but that's not the statement. It's not Jesus was the resurrection of, and the life, and it's not Jesus will be the resurrection of, and the life. It's not Jesus will be when he returns and he raises us all from the dead and we meet the Lord in the air and we're with the Lord forever. All, all of that's going to happen, but that's not the statement. The statement isn't looking at that moment. The statement is, Jesus is the resurrection and the life. And he is every bit as much the resurrection and the life today as he was in that first century graveyard with Martha and Mary and Lazarus. He still shows his compassion and his power because he is today the resurrection and the life. Whatever is taking your life away from you today... Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Whatever is hurting you today, whatever is making you sad today, whatever is making you afraid today, whatever is killing you today, Jesus is the resurrection and the life. And he may not spare you from feeling all of those things, but you can know this for sure. He understands how you feel, and he feels it too, and he weeps. For you. And one day he will make it all better. That may not be today, that may not be this week, but one day he will make it all better. Why? Because he is the resurrection and the life. Because he lives, it is well with my soul. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future. Because I know he is the resurrection and the life. Then I know that life is worth the living. Because he lives. We can help you understand that better. Hold on to that tighter. Come as we stand and sing this great song.